You're on time to talk sports with raw mind. Game day, who plays with updates of all kinds? From press box to sideline, who got cut, who got signed? Who's clutch when it's crunch time? The starting lineup or the pine? These athletes compete, some without even trying. You want a championship, you gotta grind. When them bright lights shine, and this game go nine. They gon' cover the story, not quite like Ryan. Exclusive interviews, dudes plug like Mike Line. He's got the inside scoop of why, who got fine? Prime, time, got the game statistics. I could say, if you wasn't at the game, you missed it. But now, raw mind sports covers the distance. Front row, that's close, like a coach's assistant. You wanna be in the know? Eyes open and listen. This is raw mind sports, another edition. It's Friday, as they say, right? It's Friday, baby, and I got my goddamn Thompson up here. So, y'all better get your minds right, get right. It's raw thoughts on the way right here, right now. And I got a lot of raw thoughts from all this week. Here we go. Intro right now. You're on time to talk sports with raw mind. Game day, who plays with updates of all kinds? From press box to sideline, who got cut, who got signed? Who's clutch when it's crunch time? The starting lineup for the pine. These athletes compete, some without even trying. You want a championship, you gotta grind. When them bright lights shine, and this game go nine, they gon' cover the story, not quite like Ryan. Exclusive interviews, dudes plug like Mike Line. He's got the inside scoop of why, who got fine? Prime time, got the game statistics. I could say, if you wasn't at the game, you missed it. But now, raw mind sports covers the distance. Front row, that's close, like a coach's assistant. You wanna be in the know? Eyes open and listen. This is raw mind sports, another edition. And with that being said, oh, okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, uh, daddy. <laughs> Single you, you got that look like, man. I mean, listen, when I see all this 49 stuff on here, says, this is what we're really doing? You're going to put all this 49 stuff on me? And then Prime <laughs> dancing in the end zone in Atlanta? Prime, you doing this to me already? <laughs> so, look, uh, you know, with an episode, because I got some other things to do tonight. So, you know, I got to try to keep my live episode up on Fridays, you know, with the pro sports. You know, what I'm doing a lot of high school stuff and other interviews and stuff. Dope stuff, man. I see my guy Freddie Henderson on chime in with the five. Thanks, Fred. I appreciate it big time. So, uh, today, Danny, man, my guy, man, my right hand, my main man. Uh, raw thoughts, man. Before I even get into other sports, let's talk about the NFL. What is on your mind or your raw thoughts about the NFL? Whatever topic you got to talk about. The floor man, is yours. Man, that's all scheduling is ridiculous. Like, we had to wait almost, what, 14 days for the first football game? Like, seriously, it is Labor Day weekend. I know college is kicking off tomorrow. That you know, it's week one officially after week zero. But man, we need NFL. We need NFL. It's Labor Day weekend, man. We should be able to watch NFL and wake up and talk about it all day Monday while we eating barbecue in the backyard, getting ready for some terrible Monday night games <laughs> in week one. But no, uh, you know what? The NFL. You know, we had everything from you know last cuts 
to mascots getting on the injury report. You got to mm-hmm. hear uh, you got to hear Harbaugh talking about uh, the mascot with a broken drumstick. You know, you got to hear all that stuff this week in <laughs> the NFL. But no, nah, I'm excited for Thursday. I can't count that. Um, I'm counting days that we six days away. For me, man, um, it's a lot of stuff exciting. Um, you know, Russell Wilson. I think he deserved to get paid. So he was. Uh, he got his money. The thing is with me now, looking at the season, it's a few things that come out to my mind is uh, what Lamar Jackson's pay range will last right now. Seeing Russell get it, you seen what Deshaun Watson got, who raw thoughts, nothing against Deshaun. Deshaun is a good quarterback, you know, but, you know, to be great, you know, you got to put people in greatness when it comes to Super Bowls and championships and wins. But honestly, we already know his situation. The first year he held out. This year now we have all these allegations, but he got $230 million guaranteed regardless. You know, now, even without an agent, we got Lamar Jackson going to the deals table, you know, by himself or I guess not with an experienced person or whatever. And, yeah, I'm sharing while I'm talking at the same time. Um, I really just don't know the market value. And I don't know, Danny, do you think it's a, 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 a confusing situation on the market value? Or do you think it's just like, do we see him getting paid the highs? Do you think, when I showed you the list on Raw Mind Sports yesterday, do you think that list – does he be in the top three with that list, or does he even be at the top of that list with the ability and the, the, the value he is to the Baltimore Ravens? If the name isn't Lamar Jackson, if you just look at straight resume, like what he has accomplished in his first, what, five, six years in the NFL, on the, mm-hmm. that rookie deal, you're thinking he, he's accomplished just as much as Patrick Mahomes has with the exception of the Super Bowl. You right. know, he's a league MVP. Like, do you know how many players are in that category who are a league MVP. On top of that, he is the majority of the Ravens' rushing offense. <laughs> okay. Right, the Ravens, right. The Ravens can't keep a running back to save their life right now. You know, every year a running back goes down or it's always been a platoon system. Lamar has been set in a system where he is the passer and the runner at the same time. You look at the numbers he's put up, and the and raw, and Prime, you just mentioned, it's about wins and losses. Lamar Jackson has one of the best win percentages you'll ever see as a starting quarterback. Last year was his worst year as a starting quarterback. Well, I want to think he is, what, 36-12 and 12 as a starter, something like that. It's an insane yeah. number, or 47-12. and 12. Lamar wins games. The only difference is that in the playoffs, Lamar has been worn down from carrying the offense with his arm and his legs that when the playoffs get here, you know, it's like playoff basketball. Everything changes. You know, so if you look at what Lamar has done, and look at, you know, just what the body of work is. <laughs> my guy, my guy in the chat. Uh, big shout-outs to Ray, by the way, man. Ray Lee, Ray, Ray Lee. Yeah, man, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. You have to cut the check. I'm sorry, Kyler Murray got that big big extension for all the guaranteed money. It's unfair. It's not unfair. The, the, the Cleveland Browns have reset the market for Deshaun Watson. Now, who's really looking at this? Lamar Jackson's looking at it. We know who else is looking at it, Brian. Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert are looking at the same thing mm-hmm. with the Birdman hands. Right. Because they're going to get paid. The only thing with the Ravens is that if they don't cut the check before Thursday, Lamar has already said we're not going into week one. We're not going into the end of the season, to the beginning of the season with this contract talk. Then you're going to get into a situation where it is a franchise tag coming. And we all know, Prime, no player wants the franchise tag. No, it's only Nobody one player. That only, only person I've seen that I ain't gonna necessarily say wants it, but but got robbed the bank. I guess 
but I, I mean, I guess it, that could go both ways. It's Kirk Cousins. Outside that, nobody else, because I don't know. They were paying him ransom money. But it was all guaranteed money. Right, right, right. So I think Lamar doesn't Lamar doesn't want to go into a franchise situation. Right. Lamar wants to be in Baltimore. He wants to be in Baltimore. He's never said anything otherwise. Now it was funny that he did like a tweet with him in a Photoshop Dolphins jersey. Miami. No state then, Texas. You know, well, he's from he's from Pompano Beach. He's from right, 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 right. You know his home. But he did say, I mean, when you want to talk about conspiracy theories, he is from Miami. He said the Dolphins were the second favorite team growing up. So <laughs> To the first thing. Come on. He said the I think he said the Cowboys. Oh, all right, let's get away. They gave that they gave that. He said Ravens about to push that man away. They That's are I, I, think, I think they are. I think because you don't you don't want a disgruntled superstar. We've seen this too much in sports with disgruntled superstars. The only difference is the NFL basically tags you until you can't be tagged no more. You know, mm-hmm. under the franchise rule, which I think will probably go away in the next CBA CBA situation. But I'll be honest with you: the reason why the Ravens ain't cut that check is because maybe they believe in Tyler Huntley. Just maybe. Who? The Tyler Huntley, the kid that oh, came man. in last year. That's interesting. You know, okay. You know, Tyler Huntley from Utah. You know, he's he's kind of a similar style quarterback with the ability to. He's mobile and he can throw the ball pretty well. Um, it's not Lamar Jackson. It's not the sexy thing, but. You know, maybe it's that point where maybe Baltimore's thinking, hey, we have somebody that we can we can use, you know, if Lamar wants to play hardball. And, you know, it, it sucks that he doesn't have an agent. I, I, I respect the fact he's represented himself, but sometimes agents have that leverage and that pull that players don't have in negotiations because right, they got so much right. stuff going on. Yeah, and I agree. I agree. Like, having an agent does have the boost because they went to school and, you know, they know the disadvantages, advantages. Like, Richard Sherman did the same thing, but some people be thinking that agents be trying to get over, which I, I get. So I get both sides of it. But sometimes you just got to do what's necessary for your situation because everybody, everybody don't get the bad in the stick, depending on the player and the value, you know, sometimes. Some players do, some players don't. It's just all about the measuring sticks of that. So what I was going to say, like you were saying right there with Lamar Jackson, is like I think like he he's gonna have to get paid and, and, and paid fast in a hurry. So you got NFL players now that's you know that that kind of you know need that. And for him, the market he gets, he saw Russell get that money, you know, added to the extension he got, which I figured like Russell's gonna get paid anyway, because I'm I'm figuring like the Broncos looking at it like, hey, they need an established quarterback that's been in the league for years. He is a Super Bowl champion, regardless of the Legion of Boom. You know, he's been around for a while. Even with the – he is the and only reason these past three, four years that we talked about Seattle is because of Russell Wilson, you know, simply. So, I, I, I'm looking at it like um, they had they probably say, you know, we're not even going to take no chance, risk no more. They didn't – you know, the Broncos have been drafting people quarterbacks a lot and it just has not went through so i guess like man might as well give him this money he's already established in the store the broncos, um, have, the broncos looked at brock osweiler they've looked at drew lock right they've looked at teddy bridgewater right <laughs> they've looked at the broncos mascot they even thought about bringing john elway back <laughs> so they're like you know what we have a quarterback we gonna we gonna pay him until the wheels fall off but the and, most important and, number is 165. It's you no, know, it is 200, right. 245. But it's 165 is the most important number, which is guaranteed. Um, what I was gonna say? Oh, I'm going back to the other part. All right, so so now the next topic I'm going to go to in the NFL. I know it's gonna be funny. 
to you because it'll be a kick. Like I look at KD's situation couldn't be traded. And I look at another situation in NFL that's far less the amount of money and trade value. It was a little bit easier, but it didn't get done. How did we get to this point? The 49ers still kept Jimmy G on the roster. Jimmy G could get traded nowhere. He could have been in Carolina. He could have been in um Cleveland for the moment for 11 games. I know the 49ers will try to release him because he would have went to Seattle. And that was just a, a division thing. So how do we get to the point of them renegotiating the contract to give him six million as a backup? But if he becomes he gets playing time, he gets like up to 16 million. I'm trying to figure out, like you were just talking about with uh Lamar Jackson being 36 to 12. I know Jimmy G is like 33 and 15 to 33 and 14. Right. So, and he still can't find a trade partner or no quarterback and understand the injury, but still no team wanted Jimmy Garoppolo. Give me your thoughts. It's real simple. Jimmy's number is $27 million. It was 26 with $27 million. The restructuring of it was was basically this simple. No one was willing to take the money on. But Jimmy G wanted basically the ability to say, hey, listen, I can part ways with you guys at the end of the season. No harm, no foul. We all can leave. He did the 49ers a favor. The 49ers did him a favor. Because what happens if Trey Lance does get hurt this season? True. And Ryan, Ryan back on the couch with his little 49ers stuff back there crying. Because <laughs> he got to go back to Jimmy G. And Jimmy G does what he did in New England all over again. And then guess what? The Niners can franchise tag him. He didn't want that. He wanted to go get the bag. It is what it is. You don't want to release him because you got nothing for him. So what right. did Jimmy G give the 49ers? He gave him $20 million of cap relief. <laughs> That's what he gave him. Right. He gave money back. He gave money back so he can leave in the offseason. I think it's a win-win situation. But remember, it's a no-trade clause. But he has the ability to waive the no-trade clause. So if somebody does go down and Jimmy wants to go there, they can work something out. Mm. The most important yeah. provision is you don't want to send Jimmy somewhere where he didn't want to go. Do you really think he wanted to go to Cleveland? No, I don't think so. No. I think with Jimmy, like this, the, this situation is different because you know most owners raw thoughts, and we go with raw thoughts here, people. And by the way, before I go raw thoughts, PHP Easter, my guy Phil Lampron, get you anything from retirement, life insurance to help you with your finances, showing you free of charge, free consultation. Just hear him out. He even got a guy out of um a teacher out of Nevada. He was telling me yesterday on the interview that he got helped out to kind of put his money in the right place to get him set for retirement. He just started um teaching but yeah you know teachers we all know teachers really don't get paid a lot but he found a way to help him out so that being said 919-738-1507 email philip lampert at php eastern nc at gmail.com use promo code raw mind use promo code raw mind and he has some special discount because he has different discounts for every situation so i ain't that's a whole different piece but uh raw thoughts here man owners uh most owners uh do what's best for their team no matter what you like, where you want to go, when they own you or have, like, they have you by the ropes, they, they send you and do what they want to do with you. 49ers, on the other hand, did something very genuine and nice. Most owners would try to find whatever, send them wherever to get whatever they could get. But the 49ers were like, you know what, we're not going to put Jimmy G in a situation to where he's been good to us, been around, loyal, in and out, hurt, whatever. They could have easily sent him anywhere. Some reason, I don't know what goes on behind the scenes because we don't know. We're just talking from what we feel. But we don't know what type of relationship these people have with Jimmy G behind the scenes for him to still be there and not see him to places. They could have probably sent him to Houston and got a lot of picks. You know, Houston ain't got nothing to win. They could, I'm pretty sure if somebody out there 
that would have took on Jimmy G he, that he didn't want to go to, but he said the no trade wave clause, the no trade wave clause, and just by them saying like, even though it's a business, we just want to be your. It was more of a friend thing. Like we're your friend. We're gonna make sure you go to the right place. And then no, we're, we're not. We're not, doing this. we're not making a point out of goodness. Okay, Prime. Listen, this is what I'm saying. Like, like, go ahead, go ahead. Houston didn't want him because Houston, Houston is basically bad this year, so they could get one of those quarterbacks next year. No, Jimmy G would have been traded if Jimmy G's contract number would have been a lot lower. If it wasn't twenty six something, twenty six million dollars, he would have been gone at the draft. If he had a one, year, if his deal was six point five million at the draft. He would have gone for like a fifth rounder, maybe a sixth rounder. You know, he would have been the Deshaun Watson insurance. He would have been. That number was too high. Now that it is 6.5 and he has no trade clause, we all know prime in the NFL, quarterbacks don't make, there's no way all 32 quarterbacks that are going to start week one will finish week 18. It -hmm. won't happen. There's no, there's going to be injuries. There's going to be guys coming back. Zach Wilson will be back pretty soon for the Jets. But the starting quarterbacks, the starting 32 quarterbacks that will start in the NFL season on Thursday night, those same 32 will not be the same 32 starting quarterbacks by the end of the season. Mm. And you know what? Yeah, Jimmy G could have went to Seattle. But here's the thing. Seattle wasn't going to win nothing anyway. So is Jimmy going for a job there full-time? Is he going there for a one-year stopgap? If Jimmy wanted to win, yeah, Cleveland was his best option. They're already they're made to win. Right for now, because he wasn't gonna start. Because like it'll been the once, it'll been perfect because it's a one year deal. Deshaun Watson, we don't know what these eleven games gonna do. We don't even know if they be in playoff contention after eleven games. But Jimmy being there, keeping That's them a whole guys, different conversation. <laughs> right, That's a whole like, different conversation. He, he's a regular, he's a regular season guy. So I think he could have managed some wins in that playoff time. We already know the deal is. So my next question is: Does Jimmy G, wherever he goes, or even as a backer, does he collect the angles? I ain't gonna say the bad, but I'm gonna say, does he collect the plastic wrapper? Um, you know what? In the NFL, they're all Jimmy G's a proven winner. Now, will he get that Deshaun Watson? You know, Kyler Murray. You know, no. You know, <laughs> he's not gonna get that bag. But I think for teams, like if you, here's another here's another team that you look at to next year. Maybe maybe it's Carolina because Baker's gonna all the guys deal. free agents. You know, and then and then you have Matt Corral, the first round pick, has got uh, the Liz Frank injury in the foot. He's gone. So Carolina's down to no quarterbacks, basically, and Darnold's hurt again. No way Carolina's going to cut the check. And Jimmy G's going to have a new situation anyway because they're going to fire Matt Rule anyway. Matt Rule gone into the season anyway. Unless Carolina <laughs> makes the playoffs or makes it some kind of mass, some drastic improvement, Matt Rule's out the door. Like, that seat, he's already on the seat. But I, I look at it like this. I think Jimmy G would end up somewhere. Um, because he's won too many games in the NFL not to not be uh, have another chance at starting quarterback, he won in one of the, for one of the most prestigious franchises in the NFL. If he did not, if if Kyle Shanahan did not neuter the playbook in the fourth quarter against the Chiefs, Trey Lance would have never existed. Mm. Jimmy G would have still been the starting quarterback in San Francisco because guess what, he led him to a Super Bowl. He would have got the bag a long time ago. Kyle Shanahan forced that one. And coming from a Falcons fan, we know what Kyle <laughs> So, so next topic, man, before we go into into another sport, Tom Brady. Look, Ross thoughts, man. Everybody seen Tom Brady. I'm over here looking at Mandarin and blah, 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 all the good stuff. And I, I'm kind of feeling Mandarin. I just started watching it. So, you know, catching this young Tom Brady, seeing him, I'm seeing why he's so good in his moments. Because I'm like, the young one, the kid one, 
to evolving into what he is. It's like Belichick, looking at it, it's like Belichick really made him who he was before he became who he was. Now he's who he was. And people making this say like Belichick. I think it was a win-win for both. Because Drew Bledsoe went into the AFC Championship game, got him to the first Super Bowl, and they went right back to Tom Brady. When they gave Drew Bledsoe the big money, the payday, everybody would have thought that Drew Bledsoe was going to be the starter in the Super Bowl. That didn't happen. So that was basically what people, I guess, now the argument comes from is Bill Belichick believed in you from day one before you believed in yourself. You know, and it was just a whole different thing. That's the man in ring. But now I'm looking at him now at his age, we already know. And football, that's like a miracle to be still playing this game. But we know rules and things change. Now looking at him, looking at the press box, so he got a lot of stuff going on. Both those, I think Tom Brady going through a midlife crisis. I think Tom Brady, no matter how many uh, Super Bowls he win, he's going through a midlife crisis. And one thing about Father Time, you can't stop Father Time. But give me your thoughts right now on Tom Brady. Is he winning another Super Bowl? Is it time to ride the saddle of Joseph Jordan this season? Or go make all that big money in broadcasting, which is already ready for him? It's real simple. Tom Brady took, P- Tom Brady took PTO in the middle of training camp. <laughs> For two words, his <laughs> wife. <laughs> he promised his wife that he was going to be able to spend more time with the care of the kids, and he kind of went back to his promise when he was only he was retired for what? Prime, what, six weeks? Yeah, right. We were just talking about these the other day off air, and you know your situation's got to be bad at home where you got a wife, your kids, and a nanny, and you at home <laughs> for six weeks, you got to take your kids to school. You got to make them lunch. You got to go to dance practice. You got to go to recitals. You got to go get your wife. You got to make sure you watch the kids with the wife get their hair done. You had the chance to be a stay-at-home dad for six weeks. And you thought to yourself, you know what? I'd rather get chased by Aaron Donald on Sundays. <laughs> I'd rather get hit by the Carolina Panthers defensive line. I'd rather have Cam Jordan chase me around the field than be at home with my wife my nanny and my kids. Whew. Whew. That's like a, that's really a life decision, man. Cause I look at it like you're right. Like Roth thoughts and this is not bad to anybody. When you're a guy who's been around men making millions of dollars and not just saying a men or woman thing. Now you're just athletes finally home. And now you're around a bunch of women, the nanny, the wife and the kids, you know, the dog. Think, right. The dog and work really makes, uh, Gives you space away from all that so you can be your best version of yourself when you come back to your family. And now you don't have that. Like you're around, it's almost like you're in a pandemic yourself, stuck in the house all day long with everybody, the same people over and over and over. And sometimes everybody just needs that space. And I, and I definitely get it. But yeah, like for him, you know, it did hit. And I could tell, like, he's really been used to, like, not doing these things and logically we know that but it's like it really hit him when he got there for six weeks and it was like yo i'm really doing this like, like I, i'm gonna like, try like to go I, and like play I, football like i'm really like i'm really driving a minivan right now like i really like going to soccer <laughs> practice right now but you know what though the scary now i know tom took the time off the problem is he took the time off in the middle of preseason now i know tom wasn't gonna play much of preseason but those extra reps you know I know you still have you have Mike Epps, and you have had Mike Epps for the last two years. Chris Guy was coming off an injury. But really, the reps are for guys like Russell Gage, who got hurt in preseason, Julio Jones, who they brought in. You know, you don't have Gronk at tight end no more, so you don't have that relationship with your tight end. Right. So now it's Cameron Brake because O.J. Howard's gone. You know, 
it is trying to get used to a new offensive line because it seems like the, the, the Bucks have lost the offensive line with almost every day, almost every week in preseason. This might not be Tom Brady's best year. I mean, Brady last year had, you know, he led, I think he led the NFL almost every single passing category, touchdowns, you know, yards thrown last year, all those, those wonderful things. But, man, it just seems like a lot of stuff is piled on the Bucks right now. The offensive line depth, you know, Brady taking time off. You got a brand-new head coach, and Bruce Arians is not there anymore. I think they'll still win the division because Atlanta and Carolina are not good, and we don't know what the Saints are. But, man, I'm kind of worried about where they're going to finish up. They might not be the best team in the NFC again this year. No doubt. Now, it's a few teams I got in with a few moves that some other teams made, but NFC may not be. I think Tom just – I'll be shocked. But Tom just – unless unless the powers that be give it to him, but Tom might not. We see another Super Bowl. It's time to hang it up, man. And yeah, I'm to the point, raw thoughts, if it gets ugly the first four games or five games – I can see Tom Brady just walking away. And I think he mm-hmm. everybody says he's not gonna walk away with money. What I'm saying, I don't know how much he got in this contract. It's not even the money, it's not it's not even the money thing. I think for Right, right, right. So like, I'm saying like his career, if he's not happy no more and it's done and they're losing. It's one thing to go away from home from the end of white kids and the dog and they, they get on your nerves. But it's another thing you come back and you losing in the game that you love, that you have created a whole legacy. That can, now I ain't going to say that or his legacy, but it's going to be like, I want to still be left as great. I don't want to be seen as 0-5 Tom or 2-4 Tom and hoping to get, you know, certain places or whatever, you know, in division. Then we all already, everybody's already predicting Tampa Bay to win by a landslide. And what if this happens in a team like Atlanta, somebody shops the world? We just don't know. Like, you're not in the goals we predict, but things happen. So, if that mm-hmm. definitely happens, it's like, man, I might be done. It's just, it is what it is. I'm going to move on to my broadcasting thing, and that'll be it. So, the next topic, we're going to go to NBA. Now, this is where it gets um, sticky here. So, I'm, I'm going to talk first about where these two teams. Before I do it, Essential Collections by my girl, Monica Ritz. Handmade products. Male, female, babies, you name it, she has it, man. www.essentialcollections.square.site. She's going to be on the Raw Mind Sports show tomorrow. She's going to bring her products, and she's a proud sponsor of Raw Mind Sports to show you what she has and kind of give you the full-blown summary, the raw thoughts of a collection, why she created what, why this occurred, and things like that, man. It's major stuff. That stuff smell good. And even made my beard straight now, you know. So I, I'm getting there. <laughs> With that being said, let's talk about the Knicks and the Utah Jazz. And really, I'm saying this because the New York Knicks Jazz was so much in heated, good, good, close discussions to sending Donovan Mitchell over there. And it was certain things happened. Then we saw that RJ Barrett got an extension. Then bam, they just hurry up. Then they takes a whole nother direction that was shocking probably to people. Nobody never knew what was gonna happen. And bam, Donovan Mitchell's in Cleveland. I definitely I felt like in my mind, Donovan Mitchell in Utah probably wouldn't be there. But then you send him to Cleveland. And although New York wins or loses, you know, you that's a better market, and I'm pretty sure he'll rather be in New York. But they sent him to Cleveland. Unless they think LeBron coming back or something anytime soon, they sent him to Cleveland. So now, now I'm looking at that and the pieces they got. Why did that deal falter? Danny Ain and um, what is it? Sean, Sean Marks, not Sean Marks. No, it's right. We um, Leon Rose. Leon Rose. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's real simple. It came down to it. So 
from what NBA people have told me, like I said, you know, I, I know a person or two around the league. It looks, it, we go all the way back to July when Donovan Mitchell and the Knicks, the first flirtation started. The Knicks had an offer on the table that included R.J. Barrett. It included Mitchell Robinson before he re-signed in New York. It involved other players and also draft picks. Danny Ainge decided to play the hand and say, you know what? We saw what the Knicks did at the draft. We know the Knicks have eight first-round draft picks over the next few years. Let's get a little bit more. We want more than the three first-rounders unprotected. We want it more. You know, it happens. You know, Danny, Danny wanted more. Well, fast forward throughout the summer. Talks broke down. Then talks uh, restarted up. You know, they had the casual conversations during summer league. They had casual conversations in August. We get towards the end of the month. We have more conversation between the Knicks and the Jazz. This is before the Leon Rose self, uh, the, the extension situation came through with Bill Duffy. Hey, what are we doing here? Just so happens, Danny Ainge wanted more first-round draft picks. The Knicks were not going to give more first-round draft picks. And here's the thing that Danny Ainge wanted more than anything else. He didn't want draft picks now. He wanted draft picks down the road. That's the most important part of this. There's no way Danny Ainge was going to trade Donovan Mitchell for a 2023, 2024, or even a 2025 draft pick if those are the first three that come off the head. He had to sell for 25, and here's the reason why I'll explain in a second. But the Knicks were not willing to give up those picks down the road, and the Knicks were not giving up more than two first-rounders. When the deal came down, the final offer from New York came down. Mm-hmm. It ended up being R.J. Barrett. Ended up, the, the offer that the Jazz asked for before it went to Cleveland was mm-hmm. R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel Quigley, two unprotected ones. And it was unprotected. It wasn't unprotected this season or next season. It was twenty. It was either twenty five or twenty seven or twenty six and twenty eight. Reason being, Donovan Mitchell will be out of contract by then. Mm. So, here comes Cleveland, and now that's where we are in the situation. The Knicks were not willing to give up more than the two unprotected first. On top of R.J. Barrett, on top of Emmanuel Quigley, and Utah wasn't taking. Either Julius Randle, and they were not taking Evan Fournier. Right, right, right. I, I can see that because I'm telling you that Danny Ainge, everybody talks about his genius or whatever. Even with the Boston Celtics after they won the championship, I was telling my dad yesterday, diehard um, New York Knicks fan. And I was telling him, like, man, we had them teams. He was trying to clean the books. Once they got past, once they got the championship, good, great. Now I'm trying to get them off these books so I can get ready for the next few years because these guys are old. So he was quickly trying to get rid of them off, get them off the books. That's why it was so easy for the reality thing to happen. He was probably happy about that. So, honestly, he didn't even really care because he was gone. This is the real raw issue, like, with him. Danny Ainge, I looked at it like this. You said a lot of key points, and I didn't even realize that until you said it. But this is another key point I know about Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge likes to be cheap, and he likes to save the owner's money, which is cool because that's more money he's going to make in his back pocket as a GM. Like, for me, I looked at it as, like, yo, he tried to get R.J. Barrett and all them guys for cheap to get rid of Donovan Mitchell, and I got a package of kids right now. Now, once their, their contract is over, rookie contract, whatever, he may decide to pay them or may let them go elsewhere. But let's be real, raw thoughts, and I'm just saying raw thoughts right now. Unless you get drafted, and this is two spots, which is crazy, and I hate to say it. Unless you get drafted or you just got a huge contract deal that's on the table, people don't want to play in Utah. People don't want to play in Utah at all, and there's no market. I think right now, at the end of the day, Danny Ainge is there just to collect the check. It ain't just about 
collecting the check to keep the check coming on for years and years. I would not be surprised in the next two, three years that it ain't stepped down. Because at the end of the day, it's a, it's a, he's going to be good. Now, my dad said he like, he want to take it back to the, uh, <laughs> raw thoughts to the Celtics days where they have certain guys on the floor and other guys on the floor, you know, maybe one or two of them and other people, you know, I'm just being real like raw thoughts. And it's not a racial thing. My dad, not a racial thing, but this is what he said of Danny A. So this is not Ron Jones being raw thoughts talking about racial. He said he want to take it back to the days with Larry Bird and where they had all the white guys and had like one or two black people on the floor. And I think he wants, he likes star white guys, I guess. I don't think that, I, I but my dad would say that's what he looks like when he talks about, uh, I guess, Danny Ain bringing that to Utah. And Utah likes those type of guys or whatever. Well, let's, look, let's, look, let's look at the Jazz. So we look at before Danny A. So Danny A basically took last year to evaluate. Anybody who comes into a brand new situation, they want to evaluate. Before you start making change and making moves, you got to figure out what it is. Here was the real problem in Utah. Don, they were not going to win with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert being the two best players on the team. They weren't going to win. Right. Their best chance was two years ago. And they failed. When, when when basically Rudy Gobert was they were dunking on Rudy Gobert all in that clip that Clipper series. When when they took turns dunking on Rudy Gobert in that Clipper series, mm-hmm. and Rudy got exposed for the second year in a row in the playoffs. With all the money they paid Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, they were not going to win. Mike Conley's thirty seven years old. Joe Ingles is thirty five. You look at the core of that team. It's Royce O'Neal, Boya Bajanovic. You know, Mitchell, Gobert, mm-hmm. you're not going to win. Ryan, you mentioned it. You just said it a second ago. Utah's a hard time getting free agents. And in the Western Conference that has the Golden State Warriors, a healthy L.A. Clippers team, right. You're gonna Denver's going to get back Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. You're looking at what goes – you always got the Phoenix Suns until Chris Paul retires. You got Dallas. You got Minnesota. You have all these teams out west. Okay, I didn't mention the Lakers because there's no reason to mention the Lakers right now until they do something. You have all these teams out west. And the Jazz are like, well, what are we going to do here? So what they had to lose his way. Don't want to go to Utah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Secondly, Quinn Snyder had reached his peak with the Jazz. Yeah. They weren't going to get anywhere past the conference. They weren't going to get to the conference finals. Their best chance was the best chance is obliterated now. So what do you do? In the NBA, there's two. There's only two things you can do: either you're contending, you're mid-tier, or you start over. So Danny Ainge does what Danny Ainge does best. You mentioned before what happened in, in Boston when Garnett and Pierce and those guys got old. They found the whale that was willing to give them not only stuff now, but right. stuff down the road. And that's what Danny Ainge is doing. What you're basically saying is he's really looking again down the road. He ain't expecting that to happen right now. But remember though, look at the draft picks he acquired. So in, in so in losing Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, and Royce O'Neal, they've acquired eight first round draft picks. Also three pick swaps. Right. So yeah, they got three pick swaps and eight first round draft picks. Not only Mike Conley's going to get traded for this is all over, and Bajanovic is going to get traded for whatever's over. That's going to be ten first round draft picks. On top of what the Jazz already have, the Jazz have. 17 first-round draft picks between now and 2029. So who has the most? Them or OKC? Well, OKC, gave, o- OKC got a whole bunch of them. Last, right. last the o- OKC gave up three three of the Knicks. They gave up three last year when they moved up to get the kid from uh, from New Zealand, the French kid. 
Yeah. So I'm sort of thinking like, and you're right. Um, one thing about and that's another part. That's my next point. That's the that's the point I'm talking about. Danny ain't really reason is to get these picks down the road in the future, but they're still like cheap picks. Like, cause you can no, pay them whatever. No, what I'm saying as in cheap. I'm saying like as in, let's say you get a kid that's no one, two, three draft pick. You ain't got to pay him 150 million. You know, that's what I'm basically on um, saying. But right what away. I say about this is the Jazz are basically taking for the kid Victor uh, Vitiviano from France. That's what they're, that's what they're taking for. Okay. They gave Colin Sexton $72 million over the next four years. Four years, Because, you know, Colin was almost averaging 25 points a game before he went down last year. Right, right, right. 25 right, right. points a game in the season four. Lori Marketing is on a one-year deal. They have Ojibwe, the kid from Kansas. And they also got Walker Kessler, who they dra- who, who they acquired the Rudy Gobert deal. Right. But here's, how this, here's the most important thing. When you look at what they acquired from the Cavs on the draft pick side, 20, 2025, 2027, 2029, are all unprotected with 2026 and 2028 being pick swaps. Donovan Mitchell got three years left for this deal. 22, 22 23, 23, 24, 24, 25. What does that mean? They own the Cleveland Cavaliers draft picks when Mitchell walks out the door because he ain't resigned to Cleveland. Right, Nobody no doubt about that. Uh, unless, unless LeBron comes back and, and, and Bronny goes to Cleveland, that's the only way he decides to come back for a one-year Steve deal. Steve Harvey said best. Nobody wants to stay in Cleveland. All right, <laughs> right. And I get it. That's what I. So I get it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Danny. No, but so you look at what they have, and now also at the same time with the Minnesota draft picks, Gobert's right, right. contract. Gobert's contract runs out while they're still a, they're still a, getting picks from the Timberwolves, and you know, you know the elephant in the room is. Anthony Edwards hadn't resigned his new deal yet. Sure. Anthony Edwards, here, here you go, here you go, here we go, Prime. Let's play a little, let's little play a game called Future Thoughts. Not Raw Thoughts, Future Thoughts. <laughs> <here. laughs> Question for you. <laughs> Who is Anthony Edwards' agent? Whew. Oh, boy. Clint Sports, right? Correct. Anthony Ooh. Edwards' contract ends in how many years? I want to say next year or next two years. Yeah. LeBron James just signed the what? Uh, a two-year extension to opt out the third year, which he's going to opt out. I already know. It was a one and one on top. So basically, okay. he's got two years. At the same time, another player's contract runs out in two years. One Anthony Davis. Oh boy! So, so you saying see. we're going to say Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Anthony Edwards, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis compare? Or do you say Anthony Edwards takes over the Lakers as the next big superstar when LeBron James goes and finishes career somewhere else? Because you know Anthony Davis ain't left behind. But guess who is also a free agent at the same time in the same draft class? One Lamelo Ball. I already know he's he from LA. He's home. They, I know he ain't staying in Charlotte, man. Michael so Jordan had to just about give him the whole the whole roster. And get the, here's the best part about it, though. Their next extension will come after the television deals are in place, when the salary cap goes up even more, and then we'll even have expansion by this point. So the deals for Lamelo and Anthony Edwards, because I think the CBA, I think will still be in place by then. Mm-hmm. will be perfect for what the Lakers are trying to do. The Lakers can clear all their books with the exception of 
Because look how Lakers have has to position themselves. They sign guys to one and two year deals. Right, 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 right. Everything comes off the books in twenty five, unless Davis and Braun pick up their options, which they're not. Unless Davis wants to stay in L.A., that's on him. But instead of having LeBron as his sidekick, he's on Anthony da- Anthony Edwards as his sidekick. <clears throat> Anthony Edwards reminds Laker fans of what? <laughs> the guy that's on Ray, on Ray Lynn's stature. He has that mentality. Right, right, right. Anthony Edwards is a dog. You think Anthony Edwards is going to stay in Minnesota? No. I'm, it's like when it comes to them big deals, man, those guys like to go to big markets where they can make TV deals. Well, it's, not even, it's not even the TV deals because we saw Anthony Edwards in a, a, a movie this, this year. You know, it oh, just came bro. out, the, the Adam Sandler movie. Where Adam yeah, Sandler, produced by who? LeBron the James. LeBron James, right, 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 right. It oh, all makes it, sense. The Lakers never draft. Lakers always, always, you all know the problem. The Lakers always go get their man somehow. They all that, with that being said, I'm glad you said I mean to say that. Um go ahead. AC All Star Sports ACCS.com. All Star Sports ACCS.com. It's football season, people. And she has plenty of everything, no matter what team, wherever you're at, where you're from, don't matter. She'll ship and mail. Miss Benton, Miss Garvey will definitely do that. 252-231-0238 or visit the website All Star Sports ACS accs.com allstarsportsaccs.com use the promo code raw mind promo code raw mind you get a 15 discount 15 percent discount on all products so for my last time because i got to get ready to run get ready but uh since you were talking about the lakers we're gonna just go ahead into that what are the lakers gonna do but at the same time they always find a way to get that man and i got some raw thoughts on this situation mm-hmm. go ahead I mean, right now is really just is who wants Russell Westbrook's contract. That's really what Ooh. it is. I mean, it's a one year deal. That's the most important thing. It's one year left for the deal. Forty seven. I mean, it is what it is. The Lakers can eat it and play one year the way it is, um, or you have to figure out what's left for the market. I mean, there's always Ooh. Indiana. There's always Indiana. I mean, it was involving Buddy Yield. Um, it can be whatever that they can put a package together for. If they really truly want to get a Buddy Yield's contract, which I think is is one of the smarter moves they can, so they can continue this youth movement behind Tyrese Halliburton, who, raw thoughts, might have that Darius Garland leap this year. Oh boy, Tyrese Halliburton is a dog. That boy can play. That boy oh, can no play. But I think the Lakers. I think what they're going to do is they're going to give the first twenty games of the season. They're going to give Darvin Ham the first 20 games to figure this out. He believes that he could get Russell Westbrook to a good point and to a solid point and make him a part of this offense and make it work in ways that the last last regime couldn't get it done. And how everybody, every person that is thinking basketball does think this is going to work. He believes it can. You give Darvin, you brought Darvin Ham in, give him a chance to figure it out. But if it goes left early, or the Lakers get off to a really bad start. The trade will start. The trade will come. I don't think Westbrook, barring a hot start from the Lakers, will finish the season in L.A. I'm thinking it might be Indiana. But Indiana is really not trying to win games either because they're like Utah and now Oklahoma City. They're, they're chasing something French. And Victor Vidyama is literally raw thoughts. My raw thoughts now. So I'm taking your, I'm taking your shot. <laughs> He's the best European prospect since Luka Doncic. 
Oof. I scouted. I watched Luca as a 16-year-old. I watched Victor Vidiaba at this age. This is Kristaps Porzingis with a mean streak of actual size to him. The kid can play. He can play right now. He can start right now. He's the reason why teams are going to tank, and you're going to really, really, you're going to see a lot more footage. The kid is raw. The kid's ready. He's the consensus number one barring any type of injury. He's that good. He can come in and start right now in the league, and within I think I I would say at least a year or two be a top 100 player in the league. Easy. I, I, I got um, and I believe it. I got this. Is my raw thoughts here, real quick. Um. I don't know what the Lakers are going to do in the future. They probably do something very well. Right now, it's a lose-lose situation for the Lakers. They just got Patrick Beverly. Um, Russell, Russell Wilson, not Russell Wilson, Russell Westbrook is due $47 million, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. Team's not going to give up $47 million to get rid of three players just for one Russell Westbrook, and it's just not going to work. I think I've been seeing that the entire year. I think they've been trying to get rid of him, trying to do things with him. That's one part. That's that part. Like teams are not. They're looking at Lakers like, man, we're not giving up no forty-seven million, taking that one contract for one player, and we still giving up two, three players to match that. Because some players may be role players, but it's still like, I can't do that for one year. This is where the, the things get iffy, though, because Russell Wilson, not Russell Wilson, Russell Westbrook. I'm sorry, I'm all there with today. But uh, <laughs> the reason why he wins because he go, he's he's going to get his money. He already said it. I've seen him a few times say it all the time. And I, I know he, I know if he get the championship and the money, he's going to be cool. But if he can get the money, he's going to money first because Oklahoma City gave him that money. He's still on that contract. He was, at that time, earned all that that he got. He's not going to just restructure the contract to make the Lakers happy. And then he get the boot cup. He restructure. They get him on a cheaper deal. Teams would have been calling for Russell. So what happens? And I hear people saying they may let him sit out at training camp. It's gonna be absolutely absurd. So that means they let him sit out, so they could not be with the team. That means they're gonna pay him the money if that happens. Not saying it is. That's the purpose. It's a win for him. He's gonna get his forty-seven million. And at the end of the day, you know, looking at it from from Russell's standpoint, it's like I'm gonna take care of my family. This don't come around every day. I know I'm not gonna get a huge contract deal no more. So I'm gonna eat every dollar out of this contract because what it is. Uh, that's one thing. So if they, this is what I look at. If they let them go home for training camp, buy them out. I don't know how that negotiation will be, but buy them out pretty much most of it. What's gonna happen is this: the crazy part. He gets his money. And then let's say he goes signs with a contender, a championship contender, just like two, three million after that. Now that's gonna be wild. He may play better with him. At the end of the day, I look at like every relationship don't work. We all been in relationships, and we know every relationship ain't work. It ain't nothing personal, but we all gotta move on. Him and LeBron just don't work. It is what it is. Unless Darvin Ham, like you said, can make a change, but they just don't work, and it's cool. Russell Westbrook still has a lot of game left to him. I'm not saying I'm not going to do because this year I'm not going to bash him, make him like the worst individual ever, like a lot of people are saying. I just think this is just not the team for him. I think he could be with other teams. I was even looking at it. if they didn't have to give out a lot of pieces, I could see him being the point guard in Toronto, kicking out all those shooters, a lot of shooters no. around his spot. You don't think so? No, because I think but, the way that go ahead because you can't you 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 can't you can move Fred Van Fleet to the two. There's no way you're going to do that. And then Gary Trent had a good season. They have too many young guys. But I can see them trading one of them good guys. Over. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I, I can't see the Raptors break up Kevin Sheehan and bring Westbrook in there. That's not going to work. But what I will see is this. If Indiana made the phone call right now, the Lakers are going to take back Buddy Yield's contract, and they're going to take back uh, Dale Tyson's contract because they still got some money left on it. Mm-hmm. The real question for the Lakers is, 
Are you willing to give up the 27, the 29, unprotected, and the 28? They're not. Because you just said they always find a way to win. They're going to win the long way. So Because I'm pretty sure the Lakers already know it's set up. That's why they're trying to take back over the team because they felt like LeBron probably had a few years was doing his own thing and trying to bring in players. It didn't work. So they know right now LeBron is going to leave L.A. one way or another if Brennan ain't coming there. So they already preparing themselves for that leave. They'll get as much as they can ink out of him. Like you said, to bring in the next star after him. Because the Lakers always, when Magic was there, they, he well, he gone. He was gone. Then they brought in Kobe and Shaq. Then you brought in Kobe and Gasol. Now you got LeBron They brought a championship. They always find a way to get a star. You're right. But they're preparing themselves to get that star now. Yeah. They're not going to waste that money on them unprotected unprotect first-round picks just to get somebody right now for LeBron. They're going to wait later on down the road but somebody's established and get it. And another thing, the Lakers. The best stability is availability. And we just don't know when Andrew Davis is just going to be healthy. And that's just raw thoughts. We want him to be healthy. We want him to be great. But if he goes down again, even if Darvin has a good season and he's out again, that brings more issues to the team. I mean, that, that that's that, that's that's one huge issue. But if you look at this, so the Lakers situation, I guess we mentioned about the cap. The Lakers have $31 billion in the cap next season. Because the Lakers only have four players on the contract. You know, LeBron, AD, Damian Jones, and um, I forget, Max Christie are all in the contract for next season. Lakers will not have any for Lakers will basically sign bottom barrel guys, one year contracts, everything else. Because, like I said, because 2024 and 2025 is really going to be the answer. Because so, so you're that's this the year. year. You're they're going to make it work. They're okay. going to they're they're try and make it work and then move Westbrook otherwise. Here's the thing Indiana, if Indiana trades Buddy Yield, Daniel Tice, and whatever thing they could throw in there, some some kind of veteran's got money on there. Westbrook can do what he wants to. Indiana's gonna be terrible anyway. They can wipe but, themselves clean, but it makes their books even cleaner because you know you don't have Buddy Yields, you know, forty million dollars left for the deal. You don't have Dale Tyson's twenty eight million dollars left for the deal. Plus, you get assets. The only way the Lakers will get rid of Russell Westbrook, they're gonna have to attach those picks, and the buyout. Only happens if it's going to happen one two ways. If Westbrook wants to get it that bad, he'll get money back. If he, the he, he will get, get his gun. He will get his money. I already know that he ain't leaving without his money. I know that. Listen to or his conversations. He, he ain't. Go ahead. Or if if he gets if he's that miserable, he'll have to get somebody back. That's the only way to happen. And like listening to Bus, Jeannie Bus, she was like he was the most consistent player, I guess, the most available player, not necessarily the best. She talked very high. You know? Do you think you have to? You ain't gonna kill the man's value. You can't right. talk bad about him. Right, right, right. That's raw thoughts. You are, you are right. But I was gonna say, do you think with that going on, since you didn't pretty much answer it, do you think with that going on, they'll just throw him to anybody? Westbrook, even though they ain't Westbrook, Westbrook they asked to come here. This was a LeBron move. LeBron stays now. He throwing him around. You know, now it's all Westbrook fault because it didn't work with LeBron. Now, I mean, whew, LeBron they got rid of a lot of people. He got rid of six men of your Montrez and the boys. He brought in Westbrook. Now he thought to throw Westbrook out. Boy. I mean, listen, <laughs> this could be a G bus play to really get get control of the franchise again. This could be it. You know, you let you give LeBron the same contract to let, let him and Anthony Davis run out together out the door. And then you're looking at 24-25, and you know LeBron's got one year left. He's going he's gonna to probably opt out to go play LeBron because money don't matter to LeBron. It doesn't matter at this point. He's a billionaire. It doesn't matter. 
Right. Anthony right. Davis opts out. He's going to get someone's going to give Anthony Davis that money. Right. He no get paid. But if the Lakers really wanted to say, listen, we're not, we're, we're going to go back and find their own way to win. Listen, you can clear the books off at 24-25. In two years, you can clear these books off completely. Right, right, right. I mean, and I'm talking $127 million or whatever the salary cap is looking like is available. And then you have a young group of guys that you don't have to give the 60 or $70 million to that you can give them a max deal of about 35 to $40 million a season. And you can build around that. You can go get Anthony Day, Anthony Edwards. Hell, you might be able to even get Evan Mobley if you need to. Evan Mobley's from L.A. Mm-hmm. You maybe it might it might not work with Donovan Mitchell. We don't know what's going like. We don't know what the NBA landscape will look like in twelve months. And then hell, expansions coming in. Expansions coming in the next twenty four months anyway. 20, 40, 36 months, we get an expansion. And it's going to change basketball even further again. So, if I'm a Lakers fan. I'm not worried. You're not winning the championship regardless. Right. right. Kyrie Irving is never coming through that door. The Lakers will never go win the whole year. So it is. So basically what you're saying in raw thoughts, they might as well deal with what they got to deal with this year and get ready for the 23 seasons. I mean, the thing is, you just really want to get Westbrook out the building. And to be honest with you, you need to start preparing. And the thing is, trading those draft picks is doing what everybody else has done when LeBron James is ready to go. You are basically emptying the clip and have nothing left when that man leaves you standing at the altar. It happened to Cleveland twice. And, <laughs> and Miami really was Chris Bosh really going through his medical issues, but Miami was never the same team LeBron left either. When LeBron leaves, the reign of terror in that franchise goes it goes extremely high at the point. So no. They gotta take this way I like it. Man, that's raw thoughts right there, man. With that being said, Danny, I appreciate you today, man. Uh, I don't know. Plug in whatever you want to plug in. That's it. That's on you. Hey, listen, man. I promise. It's a pleasure to be on your show. You know what I'm saying? It's good to see one of my brothers in the business, you know, doing all those things with the show, your podcast, you know, everything with WRAL. You know, I told you offline. Now I'm going to tell you in public and, you know, in front of people listening and watching. I'm proud of this dude to the left of me, man. This dude has really worked his tail off and people do not understand what this man does when that camera's not on. So to my brother in the business, this is all about you, bro. Uh, stuff I plug, I do my stuff later. I still got some stuff I'm working on. So, but no, raw thoughts, this dude right here. It's ain't on me today. <laughs> With that being said, guys, raw thoughts, we are out. Eyes open and listen. This is Raw Mind Sports, another edition.